Okay, so if you haven't heard the news yet, I've got a new book out called The Greatness Mindset. Unlock the power of your mind and live your best life today. It's coming out soon, and I'm pumped to invite you to be a part of the launch team for this book. This is a rare opportunity to get your questions answered and network with other champions of greatness in this exclusive community of conscious achievers. If you're ready to receive early access to the first few chapters of the book, behind-the-scenes updates from me, plus VIP access to bonuses and giveaways, then this is for you. For instructions about how to join this greatness launch team, make sure to go to lewishouse.com slash launch team right now. Again, make sure to check it out at lewishouse.com slash launch team right now. This idea of like um, waiting to heal before uh-huh. you do the thing, right. that's like the, the opposite of living the urgent life. Mm. You know, because if you're constantly waiting until you are healed... Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. I'm so excited about this because you've had such an amazing life and multiple careers in multiple industries at the highest level mm. uh, as, you know, head of marketing at pretty much every major company that people <laughs> have ever heard of. So you've been around the block in life. Mm. You've been around the block and experiencing a lot of injustice in the world, mm. but also injustices in relationships, mm. heartbreak, mm. pain, suffering, and also great success. Mm. So you've experienced a lot of great things while also dealing with dark times. Mm. And um, the first thing I want to ask you is how is your heart? Mm. Wow. <laughs> so we started out. Well, you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's no coincidence, right? There's a heart on the cover of my uh-huh. book. Yes. Um, my heart, my heart is my heart is really good mm. right now. It's really, really good. I feel very full, yeah. you know, in my life. 
that there is so much that, um, you, like you said, I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel proud. Yeah. There's so much that I have to look forward to in the future that I'm really excited about, even though it's unknown to me. I don't have a plan, mm -hmm. you know, but I feel really excited about it. I feel satisfied with like where I am, mm. the age I'm at, wow. the things I've done. Like I feel mm. good. I feel really, really good. Most people never feel satisfied, mm. right? They don't feel yeah. satisfied in their career or the relationships or even if they've been successful, how much success they've had, they don't feel that fulfillment mm. and satisfaction. Mm. Why do you think you've come to a place of satisfied Yeah. while at the same time you're not clear of what you're going to step into next? Yeah. You know what? You just actually said something that um, brought back a memory because um, I don't mean to sound corny about it, but I think I've always been satisfied mm. with where I am. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't have ambition. I've been very ambitious. I think you just look at my resume and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. this is an ambitious person, you know? Um, but I've always felt very satisfied. And what you just brought up for me, the memory you just brought is that um, I remember uh, it was probably 2000, maybe uh -huh. 2001. Uh -huh. I was um, in New York City. I was the assistant to Spike Lee at his advertising agency, Spike DEB. And um, I had just moved from Connecticut where I had spent an extra year after graduating from college. And I was trying to figure out what to do. I was like trying to stave off medical school because that's where my dad wanted me to go. And da, da, da. Um, and I was, you know, grabbing coffee and making copies and just trying to stay out the way in the office, basically. <laughs> go where I needed to be. To be. And uh, But it was such a dream to be in New York and mm. riding the subway and like sort of independence and trying to figure it out. I didn't have money to do anything. Nothing. Nothing. No money at all. And I was working late one night. And um, I was really late, like 9 or 10 o'clock. I was still in the office. And um, I remember the office manager said I could take a car service home instead of riding the train. Because I lived in Jersey City. And, yeah, you know, I had to take, yeah, yeah. take the subway to the fast train, cross the water, and walk home. Like, it was, it was a trek. an hour or something. Oh, man, yeah. it was a trek. Um, and so I got a car service. and It was one of those black cars, you know. And I sat in the back. And it was my first time, like... You know, having in a, nice a car, car in yeah. a nice car like that where I had a driver and they were like, are you, Miss? you know, at that point I was unmarried. So are you Miss Arthur? And I was like, yes. You know, and I sat down and you drive me. And I remember rolling down the window and just like being like, God, life is really good. Wow. Life is really, really good. You know, and feeling very satisfied in that moment. It didn't mean that like I didn't have ambitions of one day ruling the planet yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and having car services every day, whatever I wanted, you know, but I do remember, like you just reminded me of that moment feeling mm. really satisfied. So even as I sit here today, I still have, you know, big dreams, mm. big ambition. I don't know where it is I'm going, but I feel very, very satisfied with where mm. I am. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious about, you're a very driven person mm -hmm. and you've shown that over your whole career, right? In mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. overcome a lot of different challenges and adversities and the first time in so many different ways. When someone is going through a dark time, mm -hmm. and however that looks for them, a breakup, a death, a, a letdown, mm -hmm. any type of dark time mm -hmm. in their life, is it possible to keep being driven in mm -hmm. your career and your goals and your dreams when you're going through sadness and darkness and grief mm -hmm. and loss mm -hmm. without also be being able to heal in on the process mm. can you can you heal and be driven at the same time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
or is it only you can be driven because you're masking the pain and the, mm. the suffering and you're not mm. actually addressing it? Mm. Is it possible to do both, be driven mm -hmm. in the darkness? Yeah. Well, that's what's so beautiful about this experience yeah. in life, right? Is that like we don't have to be one dimensional, that all things can be true at the same time. You know, it's, it's the reason why it's like I remember um, once shortly after Peter had died, uh, I was sitting with a friend and she was telling me a story and I started laughing hysterically. You know, it was like, after it he was died. like yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was like from my belly, you know, the kind of laugh yeah. that makes you want to fall over and slap something, you know, that, that kind of laugh. And then almost stopping short because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be sad. You know, like, I'm not supposed to laugh like this. But the truth of the matter is that like, isn't that what life is? Like, you know, even when you're grieving, you can have belly laughs mm -hmm. that take you out of that pain for however long that is. Maybe it's a second or maybe it's five minutes or maybe it's a few days. You know, so like if you're in a dark place, can you still be driven? Of course you can. You know, it's not a constant either, though. You know, where like being gentle with yourself and knowing that like even when you're in the darkness, there will be times when you don't feel like getting up. But it doesn't it's not forever. You know, or to feel badly that you're driven, even though you're going through something, you know. So like even when, yeah, it was like when I decided to move from New York and take the next job and people were like, shouldn't you be in a cave somewhere mm. crying your eyes out? <laughs> you know, like, why are you, why are you so ambitious? Sit down. Right. You know, <laughs> and yeah, I did question myself, too. Like, why am I not sitting down somewhere? Like, why, why am I still out here pushing? You know, like there were, there have been many, many moments like that. And I don't think that there has to be only one definition mm -hmm. for how we are, you know? So like, yes, if you're in a place where you feel like the textbook expectation should be that you should take one step at a time, take it one day at a time. I hate that phrase, by the mm -hmm. way. Instead of like, taking it one day at a time, what should we do? Oh, we should take it all. Do everything mm. all at once. Mm. Make it messy. Mm. Make it unpredictable. Defy logic. Like, why does it have to be so ordered? One day at a time for what? One step at a time for what? Sometimes I'm gonna, sometimes I'm gonna run. Sometimes I'm gonna skip. Sometimes I'm gonna go backwards. Sometimes I'm gonna lay down. Sometimes I'm gonna sit up and look at the world. And sometimes, yes, I will take one step. But why does it have to be so ordered all the time? And so the freedom in that. I think allows us then to be multiple things at one time. Mm -hmm. So that yes, you can be driven and in a dark place. You can be hurting and still laugh. You can be healing and still trying to figure out how to avoid the next hurt, <laughs> you know? Like all of those things can be true at the same time and it doesn't have to mean that you're wrong or that you're mm -hmm. doing it wrong. You know, it's like there's no definition for how you're supposed to live your life. And I think that's also the other beautiful thing, you know, the fact that, like, no one has ever been where I am before, right. not a person on the planet, you know? And so it's like, why would I subscribe to the steps somebody else thinks I should be ordered for me? Right. There, there's no plan yeah, like no that. Yeah, no one fully understands no one. your life ex experiences. They that's might right. be able to relate to some things, but they don't fully understand and comprehend yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's so much freedom in that. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to listen to anybody. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and so it's like, yes, you can, you can be hurt and trying to heal, maybe taking the steps to healing, you know, whether that's therapy or you're 
working on something that you feel like or taking a risk that you would have been fearful of before, but still like being driven about this thing or like being, you know, like, okay, I'm going to accomplish this even though I'm not 100%. Like that's the thing that always like I'm thinking about is that like, Again, you don't have to have a full tank of gas to get to the other side of town. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you had a quarter tank. And you know that it's going to take you, like, you know, just up to that, like, right <laughs> in that quarter to get there. You know, it's like, go anyway. Why does the tank have to be full? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm constantly thinking about that, that, like, I'm still in the process of healing. You know, that, that whole statement mm-hmm. about, like, time heals all, heals all wounds. It's some bull. <laughs> okay. D- d- well, it's interesting not. you say that because my I've got an emotional coach mm. that I work with. I was telling you about yeah. pretty much every two weeks, uh, uh-huh. and she says like healing is a journey. It's not like a destination where yeah. you're like, okay, now I'm healed. It's okay now I've come to an awareness about the things. Mm-hmm. Now I've started processing it. Now mm-hmm. I'm integrating the lessons. Now oh now I went back two steps because I triggered again. Yeah. Uh, now I reintegrate and I process it some mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and time helps but it may not heal all yeah you know what i mean yes. so it's it, it's our constant awareness of it constant yeah. uh grace in the process of Ooh. being a human being yes of it you know what i mean yes you know you just made me think of something because like this, this idea of like um waiting to heal before uh-huh. you do the thing right. that's like the, the opposite of living the urgent life mm. you know because if you're constantly waiting until you are healed or you're constantly waiting until that next thing happens or you get to the right spot or then you won't be fulfilled in your life Mm -hmm. you know if i waited to be totally healed from the trauma of my husband dying i would not have moved across the country sure if i was waiting to be healed from the death of my first child i would not be a mother today Mm. you know if i was waiting like all these things that we're waiting to Mm -hmm. accomplish or waiting to be fixed before you can do the next thing. It's just, it's like a waste of time. Yeah, I think it's inspiring when we have the courage to do the next thing and be aware that we're on a healing journey. Yes, You know, I'm never gonna be fully healed, but I'm in the process of it. I'm working on it, I'm I'm doing this, and I'm gonna do it anyways. And there's no shame. Yeah, exactly. There's no shame in that, Uh you know? By the way, that's another like whole unlock (laughs) that I had for myself and in my career, believe it or not, was that I opened this vulnerability Mm. that I had closed off before. You know, this idea of the perfection, that things had to be great and like complete in order to move to the next thing. And very quickly, I mean, I was kind of thrown into it when I accepted the job with Jimmy, that like I had no idea what music streaming was. I had never done that before. Uh I was not an expert in it. But it didn't mean that I couldn't go do it. And guess what? I figured it out. Right. You know what I mean? Or like moving any anything in my life, which has felt like, gosh, I need to like really have conquered this thing in order to move to the next one has been a lie. Right. And it is actually how I counsel a lot of women, especially who are like early in their career or mid career even, you know, that um, who are waiting to rack all the things before they take the next risk. Right. You know, I'm just like, yo, you know that like that actually doesn't work, right? Like you don't you can't wait until like you've checked off every box before you jump to the next thing that you gotta do. You gotta leave some room for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, your your cup is if it's all the way full, how are you gonna put more stuff in it? Mm. 
what I'm saying? Like, right. it's, you got to have a little bit open, open at the top right. in order to pour more experiences <laughs> in there. Right. You know, so it's like, if you're ever just like full to the brim, mm-hmm. if you've checked off everything, then there's no more growth for you. Mm-hmm. So as I even look at myself, that is where I am now, where it's just like, there is no more growth if you're all the way full. If you're checked off everything before mm-hmm. you take the next risk, where are you going to put the stuff that you're getting? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's like, leave the tank, like, quarter full. Well, that's why I think it's really <laughs> cool because in this off-season that you're having in this last year, you're filling up your cup of your health and wellness. Mm. You're filling up your relationship cups. Yes. You're filling up your adventure and travel cups. Yes. You know, your relaxation cup. Mm. You're mm-hmm. filling those up, but mm. you're emptying your cup of career and success yes. and this. Yes. To see the space of what can come in next. That's right. To see where you can grow into next. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's a, a great analogy. It's like, you know, fill your fill another cup, you know. Yeah. But that cup, you gotta empty it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or get more cups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> get more cups. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like maybe my corporate cup is full. Sure. I have a brand new cup. But you look like you're in your best health and wellness phase oh. of your, you know, since I've known you. Oh, yeah. Not that you were not in great shape before or emotionally in a good yeah, place, yeah, but yeah. you you feel energetically peaceful yeah. you i see you training i see you like yeah. getting healthy in a bigger, yeah. even better ways uh i see you with photos with your daughter and things like this and, mm-hmm. and just like enjoying life together traveling and, and yeah. bringing her in your life more and those yeah. trips i'm sure you did that before too but and so you're able to experience things in a different way to allow yeah. for things to open up which that, i think is absolutely. great absolutely absolutely but that's also like i said part of the learning of this you mm-hmm. know which is just like I don't have to have had things complete in order to move to the next thing, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm sure there are people who would look at my career and say, oh, but you haven't done that thing yet. You know, don't you think you should do that before you retire? Right. You know, but like, do I need it? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Probably not, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And so it's like, why why continue, you know? Why continue to do that thing? So again, I think it's, a lot of a lot of it really just has to do with self-reflection at the end of the day. Yes. You know, listening to your own spirit, listening to your own needs and wants, um, and making sure that you're not lying to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, based on the stories that other people have told you, based on narratives that are running around the planet that you've accepted as the truth and maybe were lies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's such an opportunity for me too. You know, to relook at everything and, yes, be a healthier human mm. and focus more on, like, yeah, my physical health. Yes. And focus on my relationship with my daughter. You know, explore the planet in ways that I haven't before. Mm. You know, like in 2022, I did a little Instagram reel about this, that I, every month last year, I worked out in a different country. You worked out in a different country. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was like... God, what a dream, you know, to be in a place where I'm financially secure enough to do that. That's cool. Where I have the time yeah. to do that. You spent 20 years building your career and you're, you know, stacking your income and yeah. saving and investing yeah. so that you have the opportunity after 20 years to do yeah. that. Yeah, and to take advantage of it now. And enjoy it. Yeah. And have an urgency around it. Man, because like, what am I going to do when I'm 75? Well, hopefully I'll still be working out and still healthy. But you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, waiting for that is not the answer. Mm. So even in that, I have urgency. Mm. So there's this, you know, I love the, your story about you were satisfied at 20-something years old in the back of the, mm-hmm. you know, the cab or the black car, and you're satisfied now. And I think a lot of people, 
hear this concept of never be satisfied. But mm-hmm. we were just talking about how, you know, be satisfied with where you are, but also be striving for yeah. your purpose, your mission, and stepping into that. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on the idea of never be satisfied? Uh, you know, I understand why somebody would say that. You know, like, you should always be hungry. Like, you should always be chasing. That's a good motivator, you know, mm-hmm. to get the next thing so that you wake up and you want to go get it. But that's a terrible way to live. Mm. <laughs> so I, complete, I vehemently disagree with the concept that you should never be satisfied. You know, it's like, you should, you should be satisfied. You should be satisfied. You should wake up feeling satisfied with your life. Mm. It doesn't mean that you don't want the next thing. Of course you want the next thing. But, like, if, if life were to end today... Would you want to have lived an unsatisfied mm, life? Mm, no. Would you want like like I think I really do think of Peter at that at those last days. You know, and think about all the things that he was unsatisfied about. I don't want that mm. for myself. I don't want that for you. Yeah. I don't think any of us should live that way. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're just not showing up the way you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself. Before I got into podcasting, I was a professional football player and I had a career-ending injury that turned that dream upside down for me. And since I didn't have the tools then that I have now, from years and years of therapy, I would ruminate on the same negative thoughts and feelings that held me back from reaching my goals. And if you're thinking of giving Giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Take it from me, therapy changed the course of my life for the better. Don't let suppressed feelings control your emotions and in turn, your life's trajectory. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H elp.com slash l-e-w-i-s this year learn more than ever before with wondrium wondrium is an educational platform with content covering almost any topic you can imagine wondrium hosts documentaries series lessons how to's and more all together covering just about anything you can imagine with wondrium you get a huge selection of videos over 8,000 hours flexibility is switched to audio only which is also great for multitasking quality programs that are expert led easy to follow and beautifully filmed watch on your phone tablet tv or computer with no commercials no tests or stress. I'm on a lifelong journey of bettering myself in order to serve others and meditation is a huge part of that journey for me. So if you're on your own meditation journey, I highly recommend checking out the 21 day meditation challenge with my friend Light Watkins. It's so powerful. Learn about what you love and love learning about it with Wondrium. Do what I did. Sign up for Wondrium today and right now my listeners can get two years of Wondrium for the price of one but it's only available if you sign up through my special URL. Go to wondrium.com greatness. That's W W-O-N-D-R-I-U-M dot com slash greatness. Wondrium dot com slash greatness. So be satisfied. You know, and that doesn't mean lesser than. Be satisfied even if you're just starting out as an assistant getting coffee. If you're the CEO. If you're anywhere in between. If you're in an off season. Yes. Be satisfied. Be satisfied. Be satisfied with like how wonderful you have it. You know, even the least of us, even the people who are like, you know, in this terrible place, like I said, like, we can be satisfied. 
Like the day after Peter died, um, actually, no, it was, it was a few days later because we were having his funeral. He died on December 11, 2013. It was four days before his 44th birthday. Mm. And so on his 44th birthday, December 15th, we had his funeral wow. and made it a party. Wow. And I was sitting there and, you know, kind of in a haze, but then also, you know, that moment of clarity where I'm looking around the room and like his fraternity brothers are drinking beers and they're sharing stories about him. And, you know, my daughter's like sleeping on my mom's lap and I've got my sisters like in the corner trying to busy themselves, you know, like getting out plates of food and whatnot and you see people connecting. And it was the oddest thought. You know, I looked around and I was just like, wow, like, this is a, this is a, good, this is a good group of people. Mm. You know, this is, a, this is a great place to be, no. to have this. And so I was satisfied in that moment. The most terrible thing had happened in my life. But I was looking around and feeling very satisfied with who I had around me. And that, I think, is what I would like for all of us mm -hmm. to consider. Yeah. That even when things are bad and going wrong, you can still be satisfied. You can still feel like, ah. This is, this is it, and it is okay. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. okay. I'm a big fan of the, the title of the book, The Urgent Life. Um, and when I saw this, I was just thinking to myself, yes, right away, because mm. we have like similar, completely different experiences, but similar feelings probably from experiences we've had. Mm. So mm -hmm. my father went, got in an accident. He had a traumatic brain injury and was in a coma for three months when I was 21. Wow. And I remember, he w we didn't know if he was gonna live or, or die, mm. but he eventually woke up after three months. Mm. And he was a completely different person. Wow. Like he was physically alive, but emotionally and mentally kind of gone. Oh. It took him a while to like learn how to talk again. Mm -hmm. He wasn't able to work anymore. He had amnesia, so when I'd see him, he'd be like, who? What's your name again? Mm. It was just a different type of relationship, mm. right? I had to learn to love my father for who he was and start to grieve the man that he once was before, mm. right? Gosh. And I remember thinking he was in his early 50s when this happened. Mm. He had worked so hard for 30 years to, as a life insurance salesman where he finally was starting to make money where he could like travel and have some freedom in his life. Mm. And he was starting to feel like he was happy for the first time, fully happy. Yeah. And then this accident happened. Mm. And I remember being really angry at life that my dad didn't get to go live the rest of his life the way he mm. wanted to. And I felt like I had so much urgency to go pursue everything I wanted. Mm. Like from that moment on. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna let any fear or insecurity hold me back. Mm -hmm. It might still be there, but I'm at least gonna take the actions on my goals, my dreams, and live urgently. Because what if this happens to me? What if I get in a car accident? tomorrow, yeah, and something like that happens to me, I'd be sad that I didn't at least go try. Mm. And this, you know, again, completely different experience you had, but it created a feeling of urgency in your life mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with your ex-husband, right? Yeah, with your husband, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, which was almost 10 years ago, Yeah, is that right? Yeah, 10 years and, this December. And can you explain the story about yeah. what had happened with your husband around wanting to get divorced and then yeah. the cancer situation, and how this, how being in a very dark, sad, challenging time, mm. sad time, 
wanted you to create urgency at the same time yeah. and, and live into your best self yeah. during sadness. Can yeah. you explain a little yeah. bit about that? Ugh. Well, first of all, I um, I really appreciate what you just said and yeah. shared about your dad, you know, because um, I feel that for all of us who are living <laughs> this life on this like hurtling rock yeah. that we call home, um, we don't always have to have had the same experience mm-hmm. to understand essentially the concept of what I'm talking about. Right. You know, this need for urgency. And it's not necessarily about the rush through life. It's about the intention. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing, like you said, like, you know, I want to do these things because what if? So then you're intentional about saying, okay, right. I want to live a big life. Or I want to go do this thing that I'm dreaming of. Or I want to push a little harder because, like, what if? Right? And the same thing for me in that, like, I don't think of the end of life in this morbid way where I'm just like, oh, today might be my last day. I don't think of it in a morbid way. It's very inspiring to me, actually. It makes me want to get up and go do the thing, you know? And again, it's not about a rush. It's like, I I want to make the best use of my time that I have. I don't know how long it is, but I want to make the best use of it. And I'm also conscious of the fact that I won't do everything. Mm-hmm. And so that means that I have to be very intentional about the things I choose to do. You know? Yes. Because if you walk around thinking like, oh, I have the time, I'll just do everything at some point, oof, then maybe you don't get to do anything at all. So I'm intentional in knowing that like, oh, okay, I might not get a chance to complete everything, so what's the most important thing? Right. And then I want to do those things. Right. And so at the time in December of 2013, when Peter passed away, we were, we were there. You know, where, you know, you're, it, the, the stories are true. You're sitting at the deathbed and you're talking about all the things you wish you'd done. Mm. Is that what he was saying? Oh, yeah. We talked about so much. Oh, man. The things he wanted to do, his hopes and dreams, what he wants for Lael, our daughter, like what he wanted for her in the future. You know, all of those things. And I was sitting there listening and thinking and crying and making promises and all of the things and knowing that I need to change the way I live. Mm. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have a chance to do it over. So I need to do it, you know? And it was such a dark time also because we were already going through so much on top of being at death's door, <laughs> you know, that like our marriage had fallen apart. We had been separated for a couple of years already through so much Gosh, additional traumas that happened to us, misunderstandings, anger, you know, that we couldn't overcome with just love. Mm -hmm. You know, you think that like, everything, yeah. Oh man, you think love conquers everything and no, it does not. not. Love is not enough. Love is not enough. You know, love is not enough. And it, it was all of that turmoil that led us to that moment where I am sitting holding his hand. Mm that his breath gets shallower and shallower, you know, and, and thinking about all the things I would have done differently if I had a shot to do it again, you know? It's not necessarily that, like, oh, I wish life had turned out differently. It's just that I wish I had been motivated differently. Mm. What um, were you motivated by before then? Oh, man. I think at that time I was motivated by... Just my own need for my, my own life, mm-hmm. you know? Not really focus on anybody else's. Mm. And that's, that sounds very selfish, but that's where I was. Right. You know, it was, it was not, I, 
I was a mother and a wife, but I was still only focused on myself. Really? Yeah. At oh, that time? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, there was so much that um, had happened on my path to motherhood. And it's another one of the things that, like, you know, now I talk about so openly because we also paint motherhood like it's supposed to be like this great, amazing thing that like, oh, you get pregnant and all of a sudden it's like, oh, all this love shows up from nowhere and you're just like encapsulated by this person. It's like, no, that that actually doesn't happen all of the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Moments I mean, of that might happen. Moments of that might happen. But the majority it's not, of time it's probably like look, cleaning yeah, diapers and feeding yeah, and pumping and all the yeah. things that moms have to and do. And sitting there and being like, oh, hell, I made a mistake. Right. This, this is not what I wanted in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And struggling with that. And there were so many times where I thought about that. You know, it's like, wow, like, you know, is, is, is this life what I actually wanted? And so then at that moment in December of 2013, I was like, oh, no, I have to make the life wow. that I want. I have to make it. I have to be an active participant in it. You don't just sit back and let the life happen to you. Right. You have to make it. Wow. What was the biggest lesson during that time you feel like you learned um, about his regrets, mm. about him not doing the things that he wanted to do. Yeah. What opened up for you during that time that shifted, if, yeah. if anything did shift for you in that? <laughs> this might sound funny, but I think logic is what surprised me most. Uh-huh. The logic of things. You know? The you writing mean? down. It's like almost like the writing down of the plan. Mm. You know, things that make sense. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, these things. I'm logically going to take these steps in order to get to that thing. Right. And all of his regrets, everything that he wanted to do that he didn't get a chance to do was based on the logic of the steps to get to that thing that he never got to. Like just scheduling it in the yeah. calendar or like yeah, yeah. making the, the trip. To-do list or, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then, all based on logic. Life is not made of logic. Life mm. is magic. It's the accidental encounters. Mm-hmm. It's the things that you can't explain. The feeling that you get in your belly that makes you feel alive and glittery. Or it makes you super sad and you don't want to get out of bed and the sky just looks gray. And then maybe one thing happens, you're like, oh, okay, I can do it. You know, that's, that's life. And being open to that is actually what gives you the experiences. So therefore, when perhaps you don't accomplish everything that was on your plan, you still feel really happy mm-hmm. about the things that you did do. Because it was also magical. You know, and I'm not talking about like these big firework things. I'm talking about the little stuff too. You know, the new person that you meet on the way to somewhere, you know, or like the like meal that you had that you didn't think was going to be delicious, that you just really savored. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was just magically amazing, you know, and just being appreciative of those moments. So again, it's like the life is not just about like the big, big, big stuff. It's not the headlines. You know, so to me, it's like logic is what I then threw out the window. Interesting. It's like, oh, I'm not going to live a logical life. I'm going to live a magical life. The kind that is open to all of the things I can't explain. Mm-hmm. You know, that like the writing down of the list and the making the steps. Da, 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 da. You know, and I'm not saying that you walk around just like, oh, da 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 whatever happens today is what happens. You know, like, look, we all got to be responsible adults, sure. okay? But the truth of the matter is that like, how many of our plans have been stopped because of logic? The things that you said, like, ah, well, shoot, I can't do that because of this reason, that reason, and that reason. And sometimes it's other people's logic that actually mm-hmm. stops you from doing the things you want to do. 
And so I want to stop that. I've been active in being like, every time I approach a new mm. ambition or a new idea or like, oh, I want to take a trip here, and that logic starts to come in, I'm like, girl, where's that magic? You, you better just step out and let the magic find you. Ooh, yeah. You know? And not stop yourself because the math is, is mathing. Right. It doesn't make sense no, logically. It doesn't make sense logically. <clears throat> Allow wonder and synchronicity yes, to enter your life. To happen. Mm -hmm. Louis, I can't tell you how many things have happened in my life that don't make sense. Right. The fact that I've had the career I've had doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it's not it's not logical. There's no stat. Even when you look at things like, oh, you know how many black women CMOs have had jobs at, you know, four like Fortune 50 companies. Mm -hmm. There's no math. There is no, there's no data point because no it doesn't exist. Yeah. But I exist. So can you explain that? Mm. No, you cannot. So opening yourself up to like these things is what actually creates your destiny to like run the way that it should. Mm. You know? I'll give you one, one example. Yeah. Um, when Peter died in December of 2013, I was at PepsiCo. Mm -hmm. I'd been there for 10 years. Wow. Uh, it was a great job. You know, I'd done it many iterations of things. And at that time, I was the head of music and entertainment marketing. And so I had um, been part of the team that did a deal with the NFL for the Super Bowl halftime show. I put Beyonce on that stage. Like it was like, you it's know, huge. it was huge. I have a great, exciting career. And then Peter died. And I looked around and I was like, man, like, you know, I think I want to do more things. You know, am I going to sit here for another 10 years in New York City? Like, doing this or have I had enough of this? And as I formulated that thought, I went to, uh, I think it was NBA All-Star or something like that. And I met somebody that I knew very you know, lightly um, who told me that Jimmy Ivey and Dr. Dre had started their company Beats Music off of the back of Beats by Dre and that they were looking for head of marketing, would I be interested? And the job was in LA. Mm. My husband had been dead maybe two months. Mm. I had a four-year-old child that I was trying to figure out how to raise by myself. Right. You know, like all these things. And so logic would tell you that no, sit your down. Right. You know what I mean? Like, situate your life. Figure out how to be a widow and a single mom and the main breadwinner. Like, figure that stuff out. Calm down. Get some therapy. You know? Just like sit and be quiet for a second. Grieve. Let a year go by and then yeah. figure out what you want to do. But instead, I was like... It really doesn't make any sense for me to leave Pepsi, a long-established company, and go to Beats Music, where it's barely a company. Like, Some new thing, yeah. I didn't even know what music streaming was. I had yeah. no idea what the hell that was. I had no idea. And But I came and came to L.A. and took a meeting with Jimmy, and he was talking about stuff that I had no idea about. And when I resigned from PepsiCo to take the job, Everybody told me it was a bad idea. Mm. It was when I tell you there was not one person who supported it. Wow. Not, my, not even my mother. Wow. <laughs> no one. Everybody thought I'd lost my mind. People thought I was acting out of grief. Maybe I was. You know, but the magic was that that opportunity opened up Everything. the next 10 yeah. years of my life. Yeah. It was the magic, the spark that I needed. It changed Everything for me, Lewis. And Everything. What, and what would have happened if you would have listened to everyone else's fears mm. and not made the jump? That, well, that, well, my friend, that's a great unknown. I'd be saying maybe still at PepsiCo, perhaps unsatisfied mm. with where I was, 
you know? There's lots of friends that I have who are still there. In fact, I got a text from a friend about two days ago who just left after 34 years wow. in Mexico. And now she's trying to figure out what next to do. And so she called me to, to ask for advice. Yeah, you're the pro, you're you've like, done this before. <laughs> you know, and I just wonder for her even, you know, it's like, uh, mm. what if you'd spent 20 years there? Interesting. The last 14 years, what would you have done, mm -hmm. you know? I don't want to get to the end of my life and ask that question. I don't want to sit there and say like, oh man, what would I have done if I'd taken that leap? Just tried that other thing. Maybe yeah. you fail, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, you can pick yourself up again. Sure, it's okay. For sure. Yeah. I'm curious. So this will be, this is, I guess, the 10-year the anniversary coming up at the end of this year of him mm -hmm. passing. Yeah. What do you feel like he'd be most proud of you that you overcame? over these 10 years. Mm. If he were able to watch you and yeah. speak to you, yeah. I'm sure maybe he speaks to you in other ways, but if yeah, he was yeah. speaking to you here in this world, mm. what would be the, the thing he's most proud of, yeah. of you? I think he'd be proud of the fact that uh, I didn't let fear stop me mm -hmm. from anything. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You know, um, because we talked about that a lot too. You know, this like, it was so scary when he was diagnosed because it just, it really felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm sure other people probably sure. feel that same way, right? Where something disastrous happens and you're like, oh my God, what? You know, you weren't, nobody's planning for trauma. Nobody plans mm -hmm. for disaster. And so I think it's easy and probably excusable if I were to carry on life looking around corners and being scared of what was coming, you know, what if I leave here and something happens to me? What if I find a lump? What if, what if, what if, mm. you know, and living my life sort of caged that way. I don't think anyone would blame me. I don't think anybody would say like, ah, oh, Bo's like, you were just wasting your life. Like, stop being so afraid. Right, right. I don't think any, no. of all the experiences in my life, I don't think anybody would tell me that I was living life wrong if I was cautious. And so I think he'd be proud of the fact that I am not cautious. 
that I'm freer today than I was 10 years ago, mm -hmm. that I'm living bigger today than I was 10 years ago. And um, I hope he would be proud of that. That's cool. I'm sure yeah. he is. I wanted to ask you about what you said about, you know, when you, you had your child and you realized that your life was completely different. It wasn't like, oh, I, mm -hmm. it's perfect. Everything is perfect the first two to four years and I have all this love and it's easy. Mm -hmm. You kind of, it sounded like you were kind of, you know, resentful a little bit of mm. this experience, right? Which mm -hmm. sounds to me is common for a lot of moms. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of moms think it's gonna be one way, mm -hmm. and then the first year it's like a slap in the yeah. face, and you get two hours of sleep a night, and this, and that, and your identity changes. Yes. And, which is beautiful, but it's also a grieving part yes. that happens as well, right? It's Absolutely. like you're grieving an old identity and stepping into motherhood, which yeah. is, uh, and um, I think there's a lot of women that relate to that. Yeah, yeah. How did you, after his passing, learn to, I guess, embrace it in a different way or have mm -hmm. a different relationship with motherhood? Yeah. Or do you still have that same yeah. kind of yeah. feeling from, yeah. from 10 years ago? You know, what, how did you experience yeah. it? Yeah, oh man, well, I mean, it was, everything was so dramatic at the time that even my own thought of motherhood changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. You know, I do remember um, it, the, actually the moment <laughs> it happened. Uh, I was sitting... Like your mom, you shift your relationship oh, to motherhood? Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, absolutely. I remember it's very, very clear to me. I was... Leia was four when Peter mm -hmm. died. And um, I was sitting in our our bed. Uh, and it was like shortly after the funeral. And, you know, people had gone home and it was super quiet. I was still on bereavement leave. And um, Leia had climbed into my bed, you know, was sleeping next to me. And I remember like looking at her and just thinking like, like, oh my God, I have to do this by myself. Wow. You know, and the terror of that. Because again, in all honesty, Peter was the one who wanted children. Mm. I wasn't sure I wanted kids. You know, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. Oh, so, so, I, I, oh, so you, you decide, you left. <laughs> you and, left and left me here. Me. <laughs> you hear me? And left me here with her. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? And looking at her and, and feeling that terror Mm. and anger, and confusion, uncertainty, and thinking, God, she's four. Mm. Like, I gotta do this for a long time by myself. Um, and also feeling like I didn't have the answers. You know, feeling like I was ill-prepared for it. And so I did probably what mothers shouldn't do, <laughs> and I shook her awake. She was asleep. Oh, she was asleep. Oh. It was the middle of the night. She was asleep. You woke her up. I woke her up. Yeah, woke her up. What and did I, you say as I look at her, and I was like, and I didn't know what to say, but I just looked at her, and she's like sleeping and looking like, yes, mom. You know, all innocent looking, and she's got these big doe eyes, and she's oh. like looking at me all sweetly. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You said this to her. Yeah, before. I'm saying this to her. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Wow. And she's looking at me, and clearly uncomprehending, right? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I need your help. I need your help. Wow. And she's like, okay. <laughs> is this a dream? Is this about like, like, Okay. And I was like, I, I need you to tell me whatever you need. I need us to communicate. Okay? Because I don't know how to figure out how to do this. So wow. we're going to do it together. Wow. And all she said was, okay, mommy. And she went right back to sleep. Wow. 
And Louis, I'm telling you, that was the moment. That was the moment everything changed for me. Because the thing is, I think before that, I had seen her as like a responsibility. You know, like I was supposed to step into this role of motherhood and like have the answers and know the thing and lead the way. You know, but that moment, I just felt so inadequate and so lost. And the one person who I felt could help me was the the person I'm supposed to be responsible for. Mm. And so it changed our relationship because even at four, at that point, literally the next day, I was like, okay, now look, here's what's going on. What do you think of this? You know what I mean? And it became more of a partnership, a partnership in raising her Mm -hmm. than me having all the answers all the time. It also freed me from having to always be perfect, you know, that like I could grieve in front of her and I could be confused in front of her and I could say, I don't know, what do you think, Mm. you know, or like when, you know, a few years later things got super busy and I was not available and, you know, I'm running around and other people were critical of the fact that like, you know, I'm like this working mom who's out in the world all the time and where's my kid, you know? And like, I could go to her and say like, hey, so what do you think about this? Are you upset with me? Mm. Is, this, is this terrible? Is this a terrible experience? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and Good feedback. Yeah, and also give her the power to mm. tell me. Mm-hmm. It is, it, di- it dynamically changed the way we are. And now she's 13 and a half and has a very big say mm. in how we are and what we do. And she's, God, She's just such a blessing. Mm. You know, she's a wonderful person. And I, I would absolutely be her friend if, if I wasn't her mom. Wow. You know, like I love her not just because I'm supposed to. I love her because she's an awesome human being. Mm-hmm. And I really value our relationship. Wow. What's the biggest lesson she's taught you? Oh, man. Mm, that you don't have to be perfect in order to do a good job. Mm. You know? I'm certainly not a perfect mother, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she tells me all the time how great I am. You know, I wasn't home for my birthday, just this birthday I celebrated, and um, she wrote me a text and just with gratitude. You know, she was mm. just like, Thank you so much wow. for everything that you do. And I was just like, Man, let me brush my shoulders off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, you don't have to be perfect mm. to be really great. Yeah. You're in, I mean, you're in this transition phase now. Right, because yeah. you you left your previous role mm-hmm. uh, at your career. When was that? Six, Gosh, February last year. February last year. So, so a year. almost a year. <laughs> yeah. So you've been in transition from essentially going to the biggest companies and speaking and writing books and all these different mm-hmm. things that have happened for you mm-hmm. to essentially pausing, making the next jump, making the next decision, and yeah. going bigger. Um, in the career aspect, obviously you got an amazing book out, but. Mm-hmm. What have you learned in a year of pausing, mm. making the decision on what to do next yeah. in terms of career? Obviously, yes. you're making other life decisions and taking mm-hmm. care of your health, and I see you doing all the things and living your best life all over the world that yeah. you do, and all yeah. your Instagram is great. <laughs> um, but in terms of like career decision-making, yeah. what have you learned in this last year that you could share for others who might be in a transition, trying yeah. to figure out, ah, I feel like i got to make a decision. Mm. You know, I felt like the last 10 years of my life have all been um, really big changes and really big jobs and, you know, some risk and like all the things we've talked about, you know, that have led me to bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Ambition has driven me mm-hmm. very much so. Yeah. It, along with my gut. Uh-huh. But it's been like just okay, got to do this and do that. And there's lots of headlines and lots of press and first to do this and first to do that, you know, lots of those. Um, and stepping away from all of that, I had to consider um, my ego. Yes. You know, putting that in check because it was the first thing <laughs> that assaulted me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That first thing that made me think like, oh, but gosh, who am I without that title? Do people still like me? What's my identity? Look, okay. Mm. Does the phone stop ringing? Mm. People stop asking you for favors and asking you to dinner? Mm, interesting. Mm. And sometimes that happens. It happens. <laughs> when, you're that, when you're not in that position. When you're not in that position, people will stop calling you. Uh-huh. Stop inviting you. Oh, man. Okay. Stop needing you. All of the things. Uh-huh. And so then, you know, it's like um, the addiction to that kicks in, right? And having to figure out, like, okay, do I want another job because, like, I like the work? I like the thing that I'm doing? Where's my ego? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to fulfill other people's expectations of me? Do I feel less than because I don't have this thing? That's been a tough one. Mm. It's been a tough lesson. I I had no idea that that lesson existed before I stepped away. And by the way, I wasn't even expecting it. Because look, I think the last thing somebody would say about me is that I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, but look, there were there have been plenty of times I've been sitting there like, ooh, but how, really? Like, am really? I, am I really as great as I think I am? Really? In the last year? Oh, yeah. Really? Lots of moments like that. Where I'm just like, well, if I was so good, maybe I could just turn around and get another C-suite job somewhere. Show them. But who am I showing? Yeah. Who, like, who, 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 who am I yeah. proving it to? And do they really matter? You know, do they really, really matter? And so I felt like that was my ego working on me versus like what is actually good for me in my life. At this moment in time, as I am evolving as a human, evolving as a mom, evolving as a partner, evolving as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister, even as a leader, you know, like there's big evolution happening in my life. Yes. And I had to realize that some of that motivation was based on ego and not based on what I actually need in my life. Which is what? Which is my own pursuit to get to my destiny. Mm. My ego stopping me from doing that. Because it's so easy to slip back into the thing that's comfortable. And some people would say that like, oh, well, a C-suite job is not comfortable. I can guarantee you it's tough as hell. Mm -hmm. But it is what I know. You're, it's familiar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, to. there's some comfort in that. Yeah. There's comfort in that. How does someone know when they're being led by their ego versus a more meaningful mission? Mm. That is yeah. what their destiny is pulling them to do versus what their ego says, this is going to make me look really good yeah. or yeah. prove people wrong. Yeah. Or, well, that's just it. I think it's the why. Mm-hmm. Why do you want it? And being really honest mm. with the answer. Yeah. You know, because like, look, I had some offers after I left Netflix, people reached out and that felt good, you know? I didn't go pursue anybody. I wasn't like, oh, look, I'm available. Here's my resume. You know, people were calling me and saying like, oh, so I just heard you left. Have you considered X, Y, and Z thing? Come over here and tice and tice and tice. Give me this stock option. Give me this this and this and this. And get this title, the press. Yeah, oh my God, it's going to be fabulous, you know? And yeah, it was very tempting 
And I was also sick and tired of people saying like, well, we know you've got an announcement coming. We're waiting for you to say what you're going to do next. I know it's going to be big. Oh, God, I was tired of that, too. And so I had to stop and ask, well, why, why do you want this, Bose? Why do you want this? Why do you want this job? You know, and, this, and being really honest, because you can lie to yourself, too, uh-huh. a lot, right? It's like, oh, yeah. No, I need it because, um, <laughs> you know, I haven't worked in this industry before. And I'm going to learn something new in this job. I know, you know, I've always wanted to work with this person. Right. It'd be great for my resume. Ah! It'd be great for this. Yeah, yeah. I could get this other title and, you know, I'm going to break this boundary and, oh, my God, aren't I such an inspiration? You know, you can lie to yourself uh-huh. and tell yourself, like, oh, yeah, these are the reasons why. Oh, man. But then you got to, at least for me, I had to really unpack that yeah. and sit and say, no, 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 for real. Like, you lying, girl. You know you're lying. Yeah, when you look in the mirror and you actually yes. ask yourself, am yes. I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing this for the right reasons? And no, I don't need another experience like that. I've yeah. had enough. Yeah, six or seven of them is enough. Yeah. Like the I mean, seriously, you know, and like, look, yeah, it's, I would say it's somewhat embarrassing or I felt embarrassed when people would say like, oh, so what are you doing now? And I would say, um, well, I'm on a break. And they look at me in confusion and be like, but why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like feeling like, oh, shoot, I didn't even get invited to that mm-hmm. dinner. You know, and knowing that, oh, it's because I don't have a title that people can work off of or mm-hmm. trade in for some kind of value. How have you learned to, like, again, by no means are you uh, not as relevant as you were a year ago or something with the mm-hmm. title, but with the, the, the feeling of, oh, I'm not getting as much maybe as a year ago of calls, yeah. mm-hmm. although you're still getting lots of opportunities and yeah. people are calling you, but just that feeling of, not being as relevant, or maybe I won't be relevant if I don't do this mm-hmm. in the next two mm-hmm. to three years. Mm-hmm. How are you addressing that internally? Yeah. Around yeah. relevancy or yeah. audience or you know being in the press as much yeah. as you're used to. Yeah. Because I know actors Ooh. deal with this, with yeah. like having this pause season. Mm-hmm. And well, my audience isn't growing. I'm not getting announcements. I'm not doing the red carpets. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's a really hard one, Lewis. <laughs> because here's the truth of it, right? Which is that um, I'm a I'm a competitor, mm. a natural competitor, You're a been winner. an athlete. Yes, always, always been like. And look, I haven't necessarily been competing against other people, although sometimes I have been. Mm-hmm. But also competing against myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I set those bars and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go do this now. You know what I mean? And then winning at that and feeling like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I crushed it. You know, and. I have, to some degree, felt that way about this transition, too, if I'm being totally honest about it, which is like, oh, yeah, I can step away from corporate life and crush something else. I'm going to go do this. You know, being an author is something new. And it's like, I'm I'm, going to win at that. But then I had, I would call it a moment of panic, probably over the holidays. You know, it's like this moment is quickly approaching. Of like, oh, the book's going to be out. And then what? What's next? And then what? Right. What happens? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So You don't have a plan. Yeah. I, okay, now, now, what do I, what do I crush next? What, what happens? You know? And am I having one question? You know? Like, there's, there's, that, there's that uncertainty. And the way that I'm sort of managing it, if there's a way to manage it, is that I'm thinking about the phases in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and thinking about, like, 
you know, when you sit and look backwards and you look at the inflection points and um, you can appreciate them, you know, and you say, okay, when this happened and mm-hmm. then, ooh, everything changed, right? And I am trying to be mindful of the fact that I'm in one right now. Mm-hmm. This very moment is one. And so... And when you look back 10 years ago to with what you went through, there was, there was a lot of lessons and blessings and opportunities that came from the pain, the yes. trauma, the tragedy, yes. the suffering. Yes, 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 yes. That yes. you wouldn't be where you're at Oof. without 10 years ago those at things all. happening. At all. At all. And so in those moments, mm-hmm. and, and truly, this is what happened. When I got panicked and I was like, oh, girl, then what, what do you do? You know, your book comes out, then what? You know, and I'm just like, wow, but like... Think of what will happen in 10 years from now when I look back at this moment and think like, oh, you know what happened after that? You know, so just continuing to be open and being intentional about that. So the urgency in my life now isn't like, you know, how can I like crush this next opportunity and just like make this pivot be the best pivot ever? And, you know, people are going to be so inspired by the fact that I moved and did this and did that. I was so brave. It's like, no, my, my urgency is in actually just being present. You know, in this very moment in time and feeling like, wow, like there's so much to be thankful for, for the opportunity to change. Yeah. You know, for the opportunity to do something new. Mm -hmm. Become somebody else. Absolutely. Find a different title. God. I think it's really cool that you're in this season, actually. And I, and, you know, you were talking about the phases of life. Mm. I like to think about it as seasons. And as an athlete, you know that Mm. there's always an off season. Yes. A time of reflection. Mm. Do I want to go play the sport again next season? Do mm-hmm. I want to put in the training for this same sport? Mm. Do I have a different sport I want to play? Do I have a different thing I want to take on in my life? Yeah. And I think uh, sometimes driven individuals mm. don't take time for an off season mm. to reflect. And it's scary yeah. to sit and listen and recover. <laughs> and after a decade, you know, well, more than a decade of your career, but a decade of since that happening, it sounds yeah. like this is the perfect time to take a season and reflect. Yeah. And that might be two weeks. It might be two yeah. years, two months. It might be any type of time. Yeah. And I really acknowledge you for being in it, mm. you know, because I know how it can feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But also being open to it and, and speaking about it as yeah. opposed to letting it consume you, saying, yeah, I've got it all figured out, but saying I'm in a season of recovery. and. Yeah. Listening yeah. to my voice of where I'm supposed to be called to next. And I yes. think that's really cool because yes. a lot of people, I think, struggle with that. And, mm. and hearing you say it mm-hmm. gives permission for others to feel like they're not alone in this place. Oh, yeah. No, no. Because we, we all struggle with that. We just don't yeah. want to admit it, like you said, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also am working from a place of trust yeah. of myself, you know, and trust in my destiny, actually. Yes. You know, having the faith that, like, look, I've, I've, been, in, I've been in some... You know, some really, 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 really terrible places. And I was able to move in it, you know? And so it's like, even if I don't know what's coming, I have a lot of trust that it's going to be all right. Because you've gotten through a bunch of oh, stuff man, before. I've gone through a bunch of it. Yeah. You know, and so there's, there's something in that too, where when I, when I do feel afraid of like what happens next or Whew, man, people have so many expectations of me. You know, they only expect great things. Nobody expects failure from me. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And what am I going to do if I can't meet those expectations? You know, I just, I sit and think about that. I'm like, look, I've, I've, been, in, I've been in some low points. This is not a low point. Right. This is not a low point. It's maybe an, an off season. Right. Your life is beautiful, though. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Living your best life. It's you're healthy. You're... I'm healthy. I'm happy. I've got a great kid. Mm-hmm. I've got great friends. My family's awesome. Some of them get on my nerves. Yeah. But generally speaking, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like this is um this is an off season. Yeah. I like what you just said. You know, this is an off season, but it's not a low point by any means. Right. And so I I I feel pretty all right. Yeah. With like sitting and being like, okay, God speak to me. Sure. Tell me what's next. Sure. What do I do? I just keep sitting here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just keep sitting and waiting to see what happens. What would you like to experience as you move forward into the next thing again mm. it could be two years ten years i don't know but whenever yeah. you move into the next thing what is the feelings that you'd like to have yeah. whether it's yeah. yeah a career a business a nonprofit, supporting someone else mm. doing it yourself like no matter what decision you make yeah. what would you like to experience and feel in the decision mm. oh that's a really complicated one because there's a there's a lot of things i want to feel you know um some of them are similar to past feelings. Mm-hmm. I want to feel, I want to feel accomplished. Yes, you know, like I'm doing something. You know, like I'm moving forward in myself too. I want to feel like I'm contributing to society in some capacity. You know, I think the past, well, gosh, yeah, all of my career, um, but especially in the last ten years, I've had a lot of firsts. You know, being black, being a woman mm-hmm. uh, in spaces. And I have felt really purpose-driven by that to open doors that are really, really heavy. Yes. Um, and so I want to continue to feel that, you know, and feel like I have a purpose in that and in a way that will allow for somebody else to come behind me, yeah. you know, and do the things. And I, so in that way, I want to serve my community that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and community, not just me and just black women, but anybody who feels othered. You know, people who feel like, oh, man, they they haven't been given a fair shot, you know, because of fill in the blank description, identity, you know, and that like, oh, can they look over here and say, ah, but she did, you know, so maybe I can. Like that, that feeling is is so wonderful. And so I want, I want that. I want to continue to do that. I want to continue to feel that. And I feel like there are lots of experiences that are outside of what I've already done that can still accomplish that. Yeah. What do you feel like will get in your way of making that happen? 
Hmm. Not a god soul. No, nothing. Nothing. I don't, I don't see anything that will yeah. stop me. Your ego? Would your ego get in the way or no? No. You got a handle on it. Yeah. No. I feel like my ego only makes me want to do things that are comfortable or that like are in the past. You know, so if there's any check, it will be that. But right. I'm aware of it. You know, it's so much better to see the boogeyman. You know, shine a light on it and be like, I see you. You know, than like running scared from it. Like the, you know, I know my ego's there. I'm looking at it. And every time I pop his head up, I'm like, I see you. <laughs> don't think I don't see you. I see you right there. It makes it much easier mm-hmm. to face and like go forward. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I feel like there are many things that could try to get in my way, but there's nothing that like yeah. I haven't already seen. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And like if there is something that comes up that I haven't seen before, again, I have faith in myself. There's so many things that came up that were surprises that I overcame. So why would I be afraid of the right, next thing right. that comes up? And there's so many of us who do that. God, in everyday life. And so sometimes I look around and like, especially when I'm like, you know, talking to a friend who's just like, oh, girl, I can't do that because of it. And it's just like, but why? Like, why, why don't you believe you can do it? You did that thing and that thing and that thing. And again, it doesn't have to be like the world changing thing that got headlines. But like your everyday accomplishments, the fact that your ass got up today and did this thing, simply went into that workplace that you feel like demeans you. Mm-hmm. And you still had a smile on your face. Right. Like what an accomplishment that is, you know, or any anything that you did. Sure. So it's like, why, why then do you not feel like you have the power to be able to overcome yeah. the things, even if they're unknown to you? Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm. I'm so excited for you, Buzz. Uh, the <laughs> Urgent Life, my story of love, loss, and survival. I want everyone to go get a few copies right now. Get them for your friends if you know someone that you think is in a season of uncertainty, mm-hmm. of still recovering from grief or loss in the last few years. Uh, there's some amazing lessons, stories, and wisdom in this book, so make sure you guys check it out. Um, and if you're in a season of recovery or mm-hmm. po- a postseason, this is the perfect book to read while you're filling up your health cup and opening <laughs> other cups. So make sure you guys check this out. Um, how can we best serve and support you with this book? Where can we get it? And how can yes. we find and follow you online? Well, uh, I am still online as Bose mm-hmm. on all platforms. Um, I'm excited about the journey. And so I'd love some more affirmation and support and all the good things yes. you know, that can come my way. Uh, friends and strangers alike, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love the support. So yeah. that's the best way I think awesome. to help me fill my cup. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, tag Bose on Instagram or Twitter or wherever and yeah. uh, let her, let her know what you enjoyed most from the conversation. Yes. What resonated yes. with you, uh, what clicked with you and, uh, and message her over there and connect with her on this. And, and, uh, if you get a copy of the book, make sure to tag her as well when you're reading it that's and right. let her know what you learned from this book. Um, I'm excited for you, Bose. Thank you. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for you because when I look back at my off seasons, they're the best times. Mm. Even though they were like some of the scariest and, and, and unsure of like what's my next identity going to be and who am I going to step into. Mm. But as I reflect back and have hindsight on those moments, they were like beautiful 
times mm-hmm. of what I discovered about myself. Okay. And I know you're already going to have hindsight now. You know, you're going to be, you can see 10 years out <laughs> and knowing this is like everything you needed for mm-hmm. the next decade. Yeah. So I'm excited for you for this season. And I just think it's beautiful. I'm be- so it's beautiful that you're, you're, that you're embracing it. Yes. Uh, you, are, you are creating space to then create urgency again. For the thing that you're called to do, mm. which I'm excited about. Look, you better speak Let's that go. affirmation. Go. Come on. Let's go, Let's go get it. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you two final questions that I asked you before the last time you came on, which I think yeah. it was like four years ago or something. I, I, don't, I think that. it was a while ago. And I think you have, might have a different perspective mm. from where you were then. So before I ask those questions, I want to acknowledge you again for the space you're in and having the courage mm. to be in the space and be comfortable in this space. Mm. I think. As driven individuals, it's hard to take a step back sometimes and reflect and not take action on the next big thing. So I really acknowledge you for being comfortable in a space of not being familiar in this space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a beautiful thing. I acknowledge you for sharing uh, your story about love, loss, tragedy, trauma, healing. Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard to do sometimes, especially when you're used to being a winner, successful, mm. and building. So mm-hmm. I really acknowledge you for that. And this is a this question I asked you last time, I believe, and I ask everyone at the end. It's a hypothetical scenario. So imagine you live as long as you want to live, but it's your last day. Mm. And you create and accomplish everything you can think of. Yeah. You see your daughter grow up, and you live your life, and you have mm. love, and all the things you want to do, they happen. Mm. But for whatever reason, everything you've ever created has to go with you. Mm. This conversation goes. This book, gone. Mm. Everything you've ever said on social media, gone. But you have three lessons you get to share with the world. Mm. And this is all we would have to remember your information by. Yeah. I call it the three truths. What would be those three truths for you? Oof, gosh. First of all, what a wonderfully visceral like mm. picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first, I mean, yeah, based on even like, you know, the way I'm living, that um, that people would see my life as urgent mm-hmm. and see, it, see the truth in that, you know, that it wasn't done for the clicks mm-hmm. or the praise or anything, but I was living urgently because that's mm-hmm. what I was called to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I would hope that the other truth would be that I am exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. You know? Never pretending to be anything different. Mm-hmm. That uh, my flaws were honest. <laughs> they were known. <laughs> and that I was still happy in it. You know? That I'm yeah. just being. Um. And I would hope, maybe this goes against the rules that you set out, uh-huh. but I would hope that um, the legacy of my daughter, mm-hmm. her children, uh, natural or not, you know, and therefore Peter's, would be happy mm-hmm. and satisfied yeah. in their life. Interesting. That's beautiful. Final question, what's your definition of greatness? Mm-hmm. Definition of greatness. You're right. This is the hard one. <laughs> this is such a tough, tough question because it has changed. Yeah. I think, you know, my definite my definition of greatness has changed so much mm-hmm. in the last ten years. 
and more so in the last year. You know, that now, today as I sit here, feel like greatness to me feels like I can get up every day and look at myself and feel totally satisfied. Mm. Like, if I can do that every day, like what a great life yeah. to have lived. Wow. You know, not, not being the most successful, not being the richest, not being the most praised or lauded, maybe not even being the greatest loved, you know, but being satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate you. <laughs> I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis House. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com slash newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.